all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into a special edition here at the Houdat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also you can follow the podcast on Twitter at the Houdat Dis. We have a very interesting episode in store for you guys as we are going to rank the top four teams of the Drew Brees Sean Payton era. So we have already ranked the first 10 teams of this list. And again, it is a very, very comprehensive list with a lot of great teams that you kind of have to make decisions where to put them and kind of just basically like, oh, does one team go higher than another? It's very, very interesting. Like, I mean, there are a few on here for me. I mean, we're going to go down the line for every ranking up to this point. But you have a few like for me ranking that 2013 team behind that 2019 team like that's gonna be really to me I'm like oh like that could have really went either way there's gonna be a few more because these top four teams besides the Super Bowl team I mean any of these three teams could really go in any order I mean you could definitely make an argument for all of them but again to me really fun time doing this I mean I was doing it on the back of the podcast like I, I do like the main topic and then I do like 10 minutes of the uh, rankings and it just got too long because I got I just got had so much fun getting into the teams it was very very interesting and to me that that's why I'm making it a a kind of full episode for this kind of final um few few teams here the top four so to recap the list number 14 was the 2012 team and that was the worst team to me they didn't have Sean Payton that was really the real reason but then 2014 was number 13 number 12 was 2007 and then number 11 was 2015, 10 was 2016, number 9 was 2008. Now, these top 8 teams made the playoffs, so this is obviously a lot of jumble could go either way here, but number 8 was 2010, number 7 was 2013, number 6 was 2019, and then number 5 was 2017. So top 4, I think we should just get right into this. 2006 is going to be the fourth team here. The thing that's the year that started it all for Drew Brees and Sean Payton, the first year. And this team, look, they go all the way to the NFC Championship. And there have only been three teams in this era to do that. Now, so you're like, oh, why aren't they in your top three? There's one team that I think was a little more skilled than that team and just, again, got kind of a bad break. This team had all the breaks go their way. I mean, let's just, I mean, let's just face it. I mean, as much as you want to say, this is a magical year. You had breaks go your way. I mean, the team was, I believe, 10 and 6, and they go to the, and, and they got a bye. Yeah, they were 10 and 6 and get a bye. Like, when does that happen? Especially now. I mean, the Saints with 13 3 didn't even get a bye in two years and 2019 and then 2011, which we'll talk about in the episode as well. But again, look, you start 3 0, that amazing dome, home dome game with, um, the, against the Falcons, and obviously that was an amazing game. To me, that sets the tone for the whole era. I mean, I don't think without that game, the the, the Saints, not only the 2006 season would be the same, but all the all the years would be the same to me, and that's obviously very interesting. I mean, they start 6-2, and two, then you move to 6-4. and four. Like, they had a lot of trouble with that AFC North, and they did that because, look, this team and the early teams, you know, there are certain years where, um, look, they didn't do good on the road, and they weren't, like, I want to say, like, tough teams, they definitely were tough. But like those AFC North teams, when they really were banging them out and in the trenches, they were just better. And when you're looking at all these teams, I mean, the Saints struggled against the North pretty badly, going one and three. And I mean, they only had three other losses besides that. So, 
again, that just shows how much the teams have changed. But again, to me, that was very interesting. And then, look, you did good in your division, beat the Falcons twice. That was obviously really great. I mean, you're able to, um, besides the Panthers, they, they did lose two against the Panthers, but they swept the Bucks and swept the Falcons. So obviously, that was um, very good. You beat the Cowboys, and that was like, against Bill Parcells, and for Sean Payton, that was a big game, and they just blow out the Cowboys. Like, that's obviously a great game. And then the playoffs, look, you, you got to win in the divisional round against the Eagles, 27-24, and it's a great game, and everyone's feeling great. And then this team, to me, this is another one where they just weren't ready going on the road to the Bears. Not that they weren't ready, but, you know, it's just like, they weren't full team yet. They needed some, obviously, a little more tuning up for, like, a 2009 run. And again, to me, that's just why... This is the number four team, and look, the offense is great. It's the best offense in yards, top five in point, um, and top five in points. Defense is eleventh in yards, thirteenth in um, points. So, look again, it's right there. It's obviously a very solid team, very skilled team. Breeze throws for over forty-four hundred yards, twenty-six touchdowns, eleven picks. Like, definitely a solid year for him. I mean, again, that's kind of his first year to really get going. Had a breakout season for him, so that was obviously really good coming off the injury. Deuce McAllister. Having a thousand yard rushing, ten touchdowns, like that was a dominant season for him. But then you see Reggie Bush in his first season do a really good job with eighty eight catches and also five hundred over five hundred yards rushing, over seven hundred yards receiving, ending up with eight touchdowns. Like Reggie Bush with an outstanding year for the Saints, and I mean he he did a really good job as a rookie. And again for his first season, look over um, over twelve hundred yards all purpose. That's obviously a great season. Then also receiving the ball, Marcus Colston having a thousand yard season as a rookie. I mean, that just says it all to me. I mean, he was a player that when he's coming in seventh round pick to do that, obviously extremely impressive. Eight touchdowns in only 14 games. Like he had a very, very solid season. Devery Henderson over 700 yards. So that's obviously good. He had five touchdowns. So that was kind of big. Joe Horn goes for um, almost 700 yards and four touchdowns. But again, he was a little hurt. So, I mean, the main guys was Colston, you had Henderson there, and then, like, those two guys really led the way for the Saints, who obviously also had Horn, and, and, and those were kind of the three. Then you also had Bush, and you had McAllister. Like, the, the offense was pretty solid for sure, and again, to me, that is something that that, that was good for the team, and they, they did have a very, very good offense, and again, you definitely saw that there. Like, this, this team was solid. I mean, like, they were for real. The defense, you led the way. With Scott Fujita and Scott uh, Scott Shanley, they were the hands down, extremely skilled. I mean, both lines. And then obviously the Saints then would add Jonathan Vilma for the Super Bowl. You're like, that's an amazing linebacking core. Even with Shanley and Fujita, those guys can play. I mean, Fujita had two interceptions that both of the guys combined for seven and a half tackles. Like they had just outstanding seasons. And to me, that was, I mean, that, that they were the heart and soul of that defense. But then also, you know, you had Will Smith have a 10-sack season and Obviously, you know, he had a Pro Bowl appearance there. He did a really good job. Charles Grant had six sacks, so that, that was good to add that. Brian Young with five and a half. Hollis Thomas, three and a half. So, like, you had a lot of guys that this team got the sacks. And then they were obviously were also able to get some interceptions as well. Josh Bullocks didn't play bad from the free safety position. Over 70 tackles, two interceptions, a fourth fumble as well. And to me, that was good. But really, I mean, looking at the guys who were starting, you had Fred Thomas starting. And he ended up with two forced fumbles, a pick as well. And then kind of opposite him, you kind of had a lot of guys um, just playing. But really, it was uh, mainly Mike McKenzie who had two picks. But again, like to me, the, the cornerbacks were a little of a down point for this team. To me, that was the worst part of the defense. Sounds like they were awful, but they definitely weren't amazing. And 
probably just to me the worst part like the weakest link i wouldn't say that like they were like awful but definitely a weak link i mean again when you're looking at this team roman harper played five games so it was kind of the start of his career so like a lot of like the starts of guys careers which isn't bad but that's just kind of what it was and um to me that's kind of where this 2016 is they were the amazing start they were the reason that we're all here but they weren't the best team and that's not a knock on them. Look, top four teams very good to me. They just, but you look at the talents on this team compared to those top three teams. To me, it's just on a different level. And again, this team ends up going to the NFC Championship. I think a lot because they got kind of lucky by getting a bye. Kind of reminds me of the Packers this year. Even though this team was good and they were kind of the Cinderella story, at the end of the day, kind of the luck ran out. And I don't want to call this team lucky, but compared to the season before, when you go thirteen and three to the NFC Championship, it's not only skill, but luck is going to go into your team. And then you just see it because the year after, kind of that luck runs out, that magic runs out, and then you have two bad seasons before you go to the Super Bowl. So to me, that's just kind of what it was for that team. Great team, great camaraderie, great um, locker room, and really the start of the era, but not in the elite category to me for these teams. Moving on to number three, we're now in the top three, and that's going to be the 2011 team and the 2011 Saints as they went 13-3, losing the divisional round. This team just put up a ton of points. I mean, and there was no stomping in that. They were number one in yards, number two in points, and then 13 in points allowed for defense, and then 24th in yards allowed. So they got turnovers and didn't give up a ton of points compared. I mean, look, they gave up a ton of yards and just, I mean, half as many points. I mean, like, in that ratio, I mean, 13 and 24, like, that's a big gap. So it just shows they got a ton of turnovers, but that really worked out for that team because that team was able to put up a lot of points and a lot of points quickly. I mean, just looking at it, they were never held with under 20 points. I think that's just enough to say that. And when you say something like that, it's crazy. You go over, I mean, 30, the first four to five games of the season. You put up 62 one week. You put up 49 another. I mean, some of these are just ridiculous. Going through the season, you, you start off with losing a game against the Packers. But again, the Packers are coming off a Super Bowl victory. The Saints had a chance to win it, but they end up not and um, again, but it was a very, very close game. And um, on that final drive, they had a chance to win. They just didn't. Then you have the Bears. They Then they run off four in a row. And those four games, I mean, those four games kind of, you blew out the Bears. You you won a game against the Texans. Not hand, I mean, not like handily, but you scored 40 points. Like that's outstanding. You beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville by, you know, double digits. That's great. You beat your divisional rivals. That's also amazing. But then you lose kind of a tough game against the Bucks. That's the, that's a game where, you know, sirens are going off, ding, ding, ding. Could be a game that kind of re- you regret. Then you crush the Colts without Peyton Manning, 62-7. We all know that game. Then you lose to the Rams in, like, a game that seems like the Rams just had their the Saints number for a little bit. And that's tough. You know, that's really, really tough, that game. I mean, that game's going to be back to haunt everybody because if they win just one of those b- Bucks or um, the Rams game, this team gets that one seed and again, you don't have to play Wild Card Weekend, and that, or you get the two seed, excuse me, and you're not, and you're not playing Wild Card Weekend, and the, and the 49ers have to travel to you. That's just kind of what it is, and I, I think that's the difference between a Super Bowl match because I think they would beat the Giants, even though the Giants were playing amazing. They blew out the Giants even a little earlier in that season by, a, you know, at home. It was then no way the Giants were winning that game as much as you know the Giants were great. They ended up being Bill Belichick, and maybe the Saints would have beat Bill Belichick, but to me. Winning against two teams that ends up not making the playoffs, you just need one of those wins and you get none, that's going to be why you're losing. And, and and that's the reason why they didn't go all the way in this one. And yeah, it's sad to say, but that to me 
was really the difference for this team. And they're a top three team because, yeah, this team is probably the most skilled team that the Saints have ever had, especially the skilled offense. I mean, you're, you're looking at how many points they put up. First of all, Drew Brees, over 5,000 yards. I mean, beats that record. I mean, if, <laughs> over 5,400 yards, almost 5,500 yards. So that was him. He beat, he beat the record that year, but then it ends up getting broken by Peyton Manning a few years after. But he beats Marino's all-time record, only 14 interceptions, 46 touchdowns. I think that says the most there. Over 70% completion, over 71% completion, I really should say. I mean, again, then you're going to look at how good this offense was. I mean, you, you have four guys that had over 370 rushing yards, and then you had um, Ingram, almost 500 yards. You had Pierre Thomas, over 500 yards. Darren Sproles, over 600 yards. Chris Ivory, over 370 yards. I mean, when you combine all those four running backs, touchdown stats, you get a 13 for there. So to me, that's just, I mean, it's kind of crazy when you're looking at it. Then there was Darren Sproles, 86 receptions and seven touchdowns. Um, in out of the backfield receiving the ball. Pierre Thomas, another 400 yards, 50 receptions from him. I mean, then you're looking at, I mean, Jimmy Graham going absolutely nuts with over 1,300 yards and 99 receptions, 11 touchdowns. Marcus Colston, Colston excuse me, gets over 1,100 yards as well and eight touchdowns, 80 yards of receptions. I mean, you have Devery Henderson who goes over 500 yards. Robert Meacham goes over 600 yards. Lance Moore goes over 600 yards. He has eight touchdowns in that season. Insane. Just completely insane. These stats are just like out of this world. You have two 1,000-yard receivers or 1,100 and more receivers. Like, that's just insane. I mean, when looking at that stuff, it's like mind-boggling. I mean, you have four guys over seven touchdowns. I mean, that's insane. You have five guys over six touchdowns or more. I mean, like, that's crazy. I mean, Drew Brees was just outstanding. This offense was clicking on all cylinders. Look at this defense now. They were able to get a ton of turnovers, and again, they were a ball-hawking team. You're looking at how, how many fumbles and interceptions they had. I mean, Roman Harper has a great year with seven, four, uh, three forced fumbles, excuse me, seven pass defenses. I mean, he also gets 95 tackles, seven and a half sacks. Like, that's a really good season from the strong safety position. This is Malcolm Jenkins kind of coming into his own here this season, ending up with nine pass defense, a forced fumble. I mean, he did a pretty good, had a, had a touchdown in this one, so that was very good. Jabari Greer. Very, very solid season with 18 pass defense defenses. That's outstanding season. He was really finding his own. Tracy Porter was still there. He had an interception. I mean, again, you had Patrick Robinson coming into his own kind of in a slot position. Again, doesn't fully come to his own look. But look, they gave up big plays. They were definitely a line, um, a group to give up big plays. Like your linebackers are starting to get older. Vilma, kind of his last year with the team. You have Shanley. His, you know, final year is tweening with the team. Again, and the defense, it was just an older defense. They Now, you had some young guys that got turnovers and got big plays. But again, you had a, your linebacking core was, to me, kind of just weaning, I think. It's just, to me, it needed its time to, you know, it was kind of time for them um, to retire. And obviously, you saw that this was kind of the last year they stood together. Will Smith with six and a half sacks. You had Junior Gallette with four and a half sacks as that. Um, Gallette and Cameron Jordan would end up being kind of a crew there later. I mean, this is Cameron Jordan's first season. He only had one sack that season, but he started 15 games. He ended up with four pass defenses. He had a fumble recovery, but that's the start to a great career for him. But again, that was kind of what this defense was. To me, it wasn't outstanding. You know, it got a lot of turnovers, but to me, they had a lot of holes and that hurt. And that's kind of what it was there. And again, it's 
Look, they're the most talented Saints team, in my opinion, because the way they got turnovers and the way they scored, it was a perfect, you know, it was like um perfect match between them because you had a defense. Like, once they got a turnover, automatic score. And that's really tough to stop. Just ask any of the teams now. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs, look at the 49ers, even look at the Saints now. I mean, the Saints are a more methodical offense, but the Saints in 2011 were a lot like the Chiefs. Just bombing them down the field there, you know, all over the field. And, you know, you just look to that 49ers game, and I want to talk about that real quick. First of all, the first playoff game, they just blow out the Lions. It's not really a close game. They end up winning by 17 points. I mean, again, 45 points scored. You know, it's a crazy game. Then they go to the 49ers. At 49ers, they put up 32 points, and to me, that says a lot. Really good defense, but um, there, and they stopped the Giants to, like, like 17 points. They end up losing the 49ers, but again, defense played well that game. That just shows how good the Saints offense was but even like the Saints got out to a 14-0 deficit but then you know they come back and it, it was just a crazy game and if they win that game I do think they beat the Giants and as much as you want to say that that's just my what I think I mean look that defense was second in the league I mean their offense was 11th but again that Saints game is going to kind of go down as just like what could have been if like I mean I remember that whole I mean you just go back to the last this fourth quarter is just nuts I mean you have Let's see, you have six scoring scoring drives between the two teams. Within the four minutes, you have four. It's like, I remember that Darren Sproles touchdown. It was crazy. It was just like he like he was going through a, a cannon, and he catches it, and he runs, and it's a great play. Then I remember the Alex Smith run, and he got into the end zone. But then Jimmy Graham, I never forget that. He just, and I, I went crazy. I just remember this game. I went crazy after that. He, like, beast-moded that. I mean, it was, like, right down the middle of the field, and he broke a few tackles, and he ends up going to the end zone. But uh, Vernon Davis ends up winning it for the um, 49ers. But again, like, you would like to have some things back in that game. I mean, the Saints end up not running away with it after they came back. I mean, um, look, they were down um, 17-0 at a certain point, and then they come all the way back 14-7. But then there was just, like, I mean, I don't want to say run away with it, but... I mean, they were winning. It was just a back-and-forth game, especially after the Saints came back. And to me, that's just kind of what it was. Interesting, very interesting team. Best offense by far. Not by far, but the best offense the Saints have ever had. I think maybe if that defense was a little better, like they weren't able to get a ton of turnovers in this game. I mean, you look at it. I don't think they were able to get any turnovers. And again, that's just something that, you know, kind of hurts. I mean, Breeze did throw two interceptions that game, so that that was kind of was what it was. Um, for them, but um, no interceptions for Alex Smith. I mean, to me, that I mean, that definitely hurts a little bit. I mean, for sure. I mean, you're not able to get an interception. They were able to get two interceptions. It was a tough game, but they look. They the Saints end up losing in kind of a heartbreak fashion. But again, that's just to me really tough. They were a great team, and they were just like you know, a few things go their way, and they're in the Super Bowl. I think that was a lot of a lot. Of, you could say that about a lot of things for the Saints, but uh, to me, that was kind of about that team. Before I move over to our top two teams, we are going to take a quick break, kind of building some suspense and all that fun stuff. But uh, when we come back, we'll break down these final two teams of the Drew Brees, Sean Payton era. But before we do, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we are going to get to the final two teams here. Number two, 2018. And this team, I think that obviously they should have made it to the Super Bowl. I think they would have won the Super Bowl if they got there. But let's just break it down. 
So Drew Brees, he starts 15 games and they sit the last one because they already had the one seed all kind of tied up. He ends up having just an amazing season, 32 touchdowns, five interceptions. Like, that's insane to me. I mean, had a great season, 74.4% completion, almost 400 yards, uh, 4,000 yards. Probably should have 4,000 yards. But, I mean, look, Kamara ends up with 18 total touchdowns. And then you had um, Mark Ingram, who only played 12 games because he was suspended for the first four. He ends up with, I mean, seven touchdowns. Like, that's very good. He had over almost five yards of carry in that season as well. I mean, Taysom Hill, he's starting to come into his own as well. I mean, he was able to, obviously, not as many touchdowns as he did uh, this season, but he was able to put a few touchdowns up there. He had two. Um, again, this team, to me, was just not just, I mean, like, they, they were they were amazing. I mean, they just didn't finish that thing because of the refs. I mean, this team was absolutely amazing. I mean, Michael Thomas has 125 catches, over 1,400 yards, and nine touchdowns, all pro, and he was a pro bowler as well. And then after that, I mean, look, you had Tedgin, who, again, he only played um, five games. So he was kind of injured, but he has a huge catch in the playoffs, like to set up that field goal for the Saints. Should have been the game-winning field goal, but, um, you know, whatever happened, you know, the refs, we're not going to get into that. But, again, they did have trouble getting a two-receiver. I mean, Traquan Smith only 28 catches. He did have five touchdowns. But, again, I mean, Ben Watson only had 400 yards. I mean, like this team... Again, they they just didn't have like that amazing receiver, kind of that second receiver that some of these Saints teams have had. Like you only have besides Michael Thomas, you only have Alvin Kamara to go over you know 500 yards. Like that's obviously an issue. So maybe you call that an issue for the team. But then obviously they're able to get Jared Cook. They're able to get now this year Manuel Sanders. Hopefully that's that that problem was fixed. But again, that may have could have been a little of an issue. But this defense was to me a solid defense that got better and better and better throughout the season like they started I mean when looking at it they started the season just awful <laughs> I mean like absolutely awful like the Saints end up gutting it out and starting two and one but again like the that I could have easily started oh and three for the Saints I mean the way kind of the games went out there I mean their their defense ends up 14th best in both categories offense was third and point scored eight in yards but I mean third and point score is the one that really matters so they were right there and then, look, I mean, you start at the season 0-1, and Ryan Fitzpatrick throws all over you, but then you're like, fine. And they win 10 in a row. I mean, you had some insane games in that stretch. They were blowing out teams. I mean, when you look at it, look, it starts slow, and they kind of gut out a few games. Like, um, they got out the 40, the Falcons game where they just, I mean, Drew Brees dive in the end zone, score, and they touch down. You beat the Giants handily for sure, and then you beat the Redskins pretty handily. Then you go into the bye week. Then you kind of barely squeak by the Ravens. You, you beat the Vikings because of a few turnovers played very well. That Rams game was close, but that looked like that game catapulted the Saints. Like, the Saints win that game. Michael Thomas doing the whole thing with the cell phone. Like, that was awesome. And then after that, they just blew out teams. I mean, you blew out the, the Bengals. That was just, I mean, you put a 50-burger up on them. Then you beat the Eagles by 41. The Falcons, they ended up only winning by 14, but they were up by a ton in that game. Like, I think it was like 31-3 or something. You do lose it and look like you were doing great, but then you lose to the Cowboys. And then after that, you saw kind of a few games. You saw the defense really stiffen up and play very well. Then the offense had some issues. He did score 28 points against the Bucks, but again, it was only the Bucks, and the Bucks weren't very good. You only score 12 against the Panthers and just looked like they were up and down. And then the and then the Steelers, they do have a great game to kind of clinch home field advantage. And I mean, that, that was a great game. But again, um, they were kind of teetering in the playoffs. Like you saw the offense get a little worse. I don't think they were going into the playoffs at their best. I think we could definitely say that. 
A lot of people would say they peak too early, but again, you win that playoff game as the Eagles, you're down 14-0, and then you come all the way back. Like, that was a great win for the team. You had Marshawn Lattimore showing out, Michael Thomas showing out. Like, that was a great game. And then the Super Bowl, you get out to the NFC Championship, excuse me, you get off to a great start, and then you kind of lose it, and then you gain it back, and then it's just not enough because of the refs. Like, that's exactly what happened, and, you know, for better or for worse, that's just kind of what it was uh, for that for that team. I mean, we already went over the offense. Looking at this defense, Demario Davis led the way. He was outstanding. There's nothing else I can say. I mean, he had five sacks, four pass defense. I mean, you have two forced fumbles. I mean, he announced in the year over 100 tackles with 110. Von Bell had a solid year with over um, 80 tackles, 89 tackles. He had almost 90 tackles. Marshawn Lattimore really does starts out the bit the season not so good, but ends up really good at the end. And in the playoffs, he played extremely well. Eli Apple comes midway through the year to really shore up this team, and that even helped. I mean, to a certain extent, they were playing better. Cameron Jordan with 12 sacks with an amazing year. You know, that was, to me, very, very good. He had six pass defenses, which is also good. That was, to me, solid. You have Sheldon Rankins coming out of his shell with eight sacks in that in that season. He played very well. Now, hopefully, he can come back to that stage um, this season. Alex Okafor with four sacks. David Onyemata with four sacks. Marcus Davenport with four and a half sacks. So, that was really good. You had great depth adding to these 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 big sack guys where you had... Jordan and Rankins like to me that was very good your linebackers were solid not only do you have Davis but you had Anzalone playing 16 games and he did a good job and to me that was very very good um you also were able to have AJ Klein who was pretty solid there again a, a lot of a lot of good things from this team this defense was solid you had Marcus Williams who did, had a pretty good year um had again struggles early but then really came around you had a lot of players that just come around later um, PJ Williams had a good season after starting the season really bad. He came around and did very well. Did very good. I mean, like that to me is really good. I mean, that's solid. I mean, you got to give these guys a ton of credit um, for what they were able to do. And um, th- this season, to me, you would think that this was a Super Bowl season, but it just ends up not being their way because of the refs. But uh, again, it's interesting to kind of see how it goes. I think they would end up winning the Super Bowl. Like that, that Rams team just showed they didn't really belong. I think the Saints team did belong, and I think they would have won the Super Bowl. Now, the best team, the team that did win the Super Bowl 2009. We all know it. And this team may have been a little more dominant than that 2018 team, but I think both teams are Super Bowl caliber and the Saints defense and the Saints team ends up doing it this year. Number one offense in both categories. Your defense was 20th ranked. So, again, this defense was probably out of these top five teams. Maybe this defense was the worst. That's what the stats say. I don't know if it's true, but that was kind of it. This team starts 13-0. And I mean, blowing out teams, you, you have, a, I mean, you have four 40 point games um, in the first six, six, um, six contests. Like that's really good. You're scoring 30. I mean, a lot during the season over 25, a lot. I mean, you kind of go into the season on kind of a, a down point. You lose three straight and you're like, oh, did we peak too early? And it's like, no, nah, we went from 45 to 14 in the playoffs. You beat the Vikings in, you know, that Brett Favre pick, the Saints win it, Garrett Hartley sends them to the Super Bowl. And then they end up defeating the Colts in the Super Bowl to win the Saints for Super Bowl. Amazing team. This was kind of the storybook year for the Saints. That, you know, every team kind of has one of those, especially your first. It's like, you know, th- this team was good all year and they end up winning it. I mean, Drew Brees has a great year with, I mean, almost 4,400 yards, only throwing 11 interceptions. He throws 34 touchdowns. I mean, that was just outstanding, really an MVP type season, even though he doesn't win the MVP. Then, you know, you get almost 800 yards from Pierre Thomas. 
you know, he had, he did very good. You had Mike Bell as kind of your red zone or short short yardage running back. He had five touchdowns and over 600 yards. Like, to me, that was really good. I mean, receiving the ball, Marcus Colson has another 1,000-yard season. Marvin Meacham has over 700 yards. Debbie Henderson has over 800 yards. Jeremy Shockey is over uh, 560 yards. Like, that's, to me, really good. You had a lot of guys. I mean, you only had one 1,000-yard um, receiver, but you had, I mean, you had three guys over 700. So, like, that obviously kind of makes up for it. To me, just a really solid, really, really solid, um, you know, team here. And it's a great offense, showboat, not, not showboating, but like just show stopping offense did so many great stuff for this team. And then you're looking at these, this defense and look, Jonathan Vilma has probably his best year with the Saints, maybe best year as a pro. You know, he has three interceptions. He has 110 tackles, two sacks. Like he was just all over the field. Amazing. Roman Harper, he had a good season. I mean, he was a guy that did very good as well. Darren Sharper with nine interceptions. We all know what happens with him, but he did have nine interceptions this year. That was a just all-pro season for him. He was definitely the best free safety in the league that season. Scott Shanley was really good. Tracy Porter, we all know what he did in the playoffs. Malcolm Jenkins in his first season was good. You had Scott Fujita, really good. Will Smith had 13 sacks. Like, his best season was that year. He did really good. Charles Grant with five and a half sacks. Anthony Hargrove with five sacks. His defense did a lot of great stuff. I mean, look, did they have their down points? Yes, but again... It, it, it was really the best. I mean, you had your your top linebacking group. You had a solid secondary that had a ton of turnovers. Then you also had your your line. To me, wasn't the best, but they you know you had, you had Will Smith with 13 sacks, and that really led the way. But besides that, you didn't have a ton of stuff, but it was good enough to keep you really co- competitive. And they were able to get sacks and get pressure. But again, when you're looking at these interceptions, they were able to really intercept the ball. And to me, that's I mean that I mean, that's impressive to me. And again. That is really big there. You end up with 26 picks in the season. Like, that's a lot. And uh, that's really good. I mean, forced fumbles, you're able to get a lot of that too with um, 15 forced fumbles. So, again, to me, that was that's really solid. I mean, this defense, they were able to turn the ball over, get it to an electric offense. And th- this team was just outstanding, and that's why they're number one. And the Super Bowl winning team, it was a great run. And, again, hopefully in 2020, we could uh, do it again. And I, I think... That's the whole thing. I mean, when you're ranking these Saints teams, you kind of see where the 2020 team should stack up, and I think it should be near the top. Um, there's no reason why this this 2020 team can't be right with that 2018 team, and maybe even better into that 2020 season. They have a they have better names to me than 2018. Now look, there's now gonna be parts where it doesn't like you don't have a Alex Okafor in that season, you don't have this, and you don't have a Mark Ingram and that stuff. But you're able to hopefully. I think this Saints team is ready right now. You can see where they stack up. They stack up at the top. And uh, we'll see what happens. But again, that's our ranking. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Definitely, definitely comment on it. Comment on us on Twitter. What's your rankings? What do you guys think about it? Do you think I ranked any team too high, any team too low? The final full rankings will just go down the list. It was 2012, 2014, 2007, 2015, 2016, 2008, 2010, 2013, 2019, 2017, then back to 2006, then we go to 2011, 2018, and then finish off with the 09 Super Bowl season. What do you guys think about that list? Do you think it's not so good? Do you think it's good? What do you guys think of this list? Do you want more lists like this? Do you want more rankings like this? Well, definitely, I mean, I love doing this stuff, so definitely check that out. But I do think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. You guys all know, definitely follow the social media stuff if you haven't already. And you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. That means iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that fun stuff. It was really fun ranking these teams, and I'm hoping 
that we can uh, do another ranking like this soon. I obviously want to know what you guys are going to hear. I'll probably post something on Twitter saying, um, did you guys enjoy it? Do you guys want more stuff like this? Do you want more just on the current team? Kind of that type of stuff. But now I want to say thank you, run it back, and who dat?